Welcome to the Jackie and Stacy Show, and I'm Stacy's son Clark, and here to tell you about it. There are two women wrestling with things of this broken and beautiful life. Each week, they will tackle a topic in a transparent, sometimes distracted, but always fun way that hopefully encourages and challenges you. They will break down each topic by looking at it through four lenses, ourselves, God, our people, and our community. They will then they will then give you a task to go forth with. Vaya con Dios. To the Jackie and Stacy show. I am Jackie and I'm Stacy and we are so happy you're with us today. We are talking about storytelling and in our last episode we talked about storytelling and ourselves and how um storytelling is part of our everyday lives, whether we want it to be or not. (laughs) We're telling ourselves a story all the time, and we challenge you to kind of look at how you're telling stories in each context you find yourself in, Mm -hmm. and to think about changing the story you're telling yourself. We could have talked about that for hours. In fact, we probably need to, I don't know, make this even longer. Storytelling, yeah, it's kind of like a long-winded thing, right? (laughs) I guess so. The whole idea. (laughs) Right. So today we're going to be talking about storytelling and our relationship with God and what that looks like, how storytelling um, impacts our relationship with God. So I think this is a super interesting and fascinating topic. Are those, those are the same thing. Interesting and fascinating. It is both. Interesting and fascinating. (laughs) I'm going to start with a story. Yay! Shining. Yeah, it's kind of different because really I think what Jackie highlighted so well in the last episode was that there's kind of two parts. There's the story that we're walking out. Like right now, Jackie and I are in a story where we are sitting on chairs and we are talking into microphones and we're living a story, but we're also like believing a story. Ooh. So there's kind of two different things that are that are happening. True. And so Jackie told a story that happened in our last episode and also kind of a story that she, that's like in her head, right? There's the story that we're just thinking about. Oh. Yeah. So I'm going to read to you from the Jesus Storybook Bible. Oh my gosh, my and favorite. I will tell you that I, if you haven't read this book yet, gosh, what's the lady's name that wrote it? Um, give me a second because I'm going to flip through a bunch of pages. Apparently it's not on the cover. Wow. Um, Her name is Sally something, but I don't know where it is. Oh, Sally Lloyd Jones. Sally Lloyd hyphen Jones. And it's illustrated beautifully, and it is just incredible. So I'm just going to read you guys the very beginning, because I feel like this sets the stage, right? I love it. The title of this is called The Story and the Song. There's a paraphrase from Psalm 19. The heavens are singing about how great God is. And the skies are shouting it out. See what God has made. Day after day, night after night, they are speaking to us. And then she goes on to say, God wrote, I love you. He wrote it in the sky and on the earth and under the sea. He wrote his message everywhere. Because God created everything in his world to reflect him like a mirror. To show us what he is like. To help us know him. To make our hearts sing. The way the kitten chases her tail, the way red poppies grow wild, the way a dolphin swims. Mm. And God put it into words, too. He wrote it in a book called the Bible. Now, some people think the Bible is a book full of rules telling you what you should and shouldn't do. The Bible certainly does have some rules in it. They show you how life works best. 
But the Bible isn't mainly about you and what you should be doing. It's about God and what he has done. Love it. Other people think the Bible is a book of heroes showing you people you should copy. The Bible does have some heroes in it, but as you'll soon find out, most of the people in the Bible aren't heroes at all. They make some big mistakes, sometimes on purpose. They get afraid and run away. At times, they are downright mean. No, the Bible isn't a book of rules or a book of heroes. The Bible is most of all a story. It's an adventure story about a young hero who comes from a far country to win back his lost treasure. It's a love story about a brave prince who leaves his palace, his throne, everything to rescue the one he loves. It's like the most wonderful of fairy tales that has come true in real life. You see, the best thing about this story is it's true. There are lots of stories in the Bible, but all the stories are telling one big story. The story of how God loves his children and comes to rescue them. It takes the whole Bible to tell this story. And at the center of the story, there's a baby. Every story in the Bible whispers his name. He's like the missing piece in a puzzle. The piece that makes all the other pieces fit together. And suddenly you can see a beautiful picture. And this is no ordinary baby. This is the child upon whom everything would depend. This is the child who would one day. But wait, our story starts where all good stories start, right at the very beginning. And then, of course, the book goes on to include these chapters with like four to six page story, right, of um, God and what he has done for his people. And I could not really adore this more it totally has me in tears every single time a couple reasons mm -hmm. one is the beauty of the gift that god has given us in that story mm -hmm. like the gift yeah the most important gift in my life and um, so that has me in tears and then just remembering reading that to my kids when they were little right. mm -hmm. that memory is really a sweet sweet one it's beautiful she does such a gorgeous job of it yeah of absolutely and i feel like stage. um she did so many of us because it's people that keep getting everything wrong, right? Yeah. It's us, just like the people that the stories are written about, exactly. even in the Bible. Yep. It's not a book of heroes, it's a book of stories about how we totally mess everything up, totally. and yet God is still and yes, and yet, <laughs> love it, right? Yeah, so, yeah, kind of that's like the big, um, or the beautiful, the beautifully written, this beautifully written book. Whereas, like, the adult Bible translated in a million ways, um, there's so many different versions, and some are more eloquent, some are more, like, exactly specific to the words that were written originally, and, but the whole thing, if we just get behind it, there's a story yeah. that God's writing, yeah. really. I love the idea that the Bible's a love story that is to woo us, yeah. really, and to just remind us how much we're loved. Yeah. That's it. That, I think that's really it. And how we need to stop telling everybody else what they're doing, too. Like, with, I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah. I love the idea that, that the story is a, I mean, excuse me, the Bible is a book of small stories telling one big story. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. exactly right. Yeah. Well. And so, like, really the things, the points I want to get across here today are, one, what we already know. Our brains make sense of life through stories. Yeah. Through storytelling. Yeah. Um, 
Two, Jesus was a master storyteller. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of how he told everybody what was up. Yes. Like all the big jerks, like the super like rule-keeping religious folks. Yep. Um, he would kind of just like give them a dig to, to point out how you're kind of the reason I'm here. I mean, I'm here for everybody. <laughs> but right. like I don't think you guys are seeing the right. heart. And, um, you know, so he told stories so that were everyday experiences that conveyed a spiritual truth. Right. If you could think about it, right? Right. And then the last piece that I really want to point out is that we are a part of this story. Like the story is not yet finished. Our story is not finished. We are part of God's story. Yeah. So really those are the few things that I want to point out the most today. I think... I love that, Stacey, and I love the idea of just being aware of how we are telling ourselves we fit into God's story. You know what I mean? Like, if if we believe that God is telling a story and that we are a part of that story, mm-hmm. then it's important what we believe that story is and how we believe that we fit into it. Mm-hmm. So if we believe the story is that God is, hates us and he's going to smite us, and, yes. right? Smite me, you mighty smiter. I just think of Evan or. What was this? Bruce Almighty, that yeah. movie? I love it. Yes. Um, then that's going to change how we walk through this life and how mm-hmm. we interact with God. And if, But if we believe that the story that God's telling is that he loves us and that we are um, worthy because of what he's done for us, then we're going to walk through this life with an entirely different perspective on our relationship with him, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's really everything. What we believe that story to be. And how we believe we fit into it is really everything, ultimately. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You got it, sister. <laughs> so I think that that's why I want to challenge you, too, in the everyday stories of our lives. Yeah. The everyday stories are, again, what we're acting out and what we're behaving ourselves into and what we're living. That's where the beauty is. It's not in just because we didn't, I don't know, like throw a revolution and our name is not Hamilton we're not on a dollar bill or ten dollar bill you know like um you know we didn't we're not doing this big story no one's gonna write a musical about us in 200 years and 50 whatever I don't know um that but our story is important right right and like that's what God tells us yeah you're right through this I love it um so what I want to think about actually are some everyday experiences that convey some spiritual truth we kind of talked about a co-friend that we have yeah and that that takes something very simple every day and and I thought this up after our last episode because Jackie said to me and you my dear listeners that (laughs) she is not a storyteller yeah and so I'm going to challenge you Jackie okay I'm going to put you on the spot Uh okay okay and I want you to think of a time where you were part of a story and it was just an everyday thing, but you could pull out of it a spiritual truth. Okay, so you're going to think about it for a minute. Okay. I'm going to give you some time. Okay. Because I'm going to read to you a story. I'm going to read you a second story. But i got to find that first. Do, 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 do. That's not it. I went too far. I like the stinky one. When you were, re- after you were done reading that, mm-hmm. the story that yeah. you read, made me think of... Let's start at the very beginning. 
very good place to start. Do you remember that? What is that from? Oh my goodness, it's from it's so familiar. Um, um, the hills are alive. The sound oh, of music. The sound of music. <laughs> yes, I don't have so. Well, in so many stories, I mean, you're thinking like, what a dark story, too. Like, it's yeah, war, right. and just think about stories, even a story that's like a movie that you've watched. And you think, well, it was just a movie, The Sound of Music. But yeah. what's like a spiritual truth that you can pull out of that? Yeah. Everywhere. There's stories everywhere. Yeah, you're right. And if all truth is God's truth, all stories are God's stories. Absolutely. He's literally writing it. If he made you, like then that. you're his story. That has to be a caption. Good, good, good stuff. <laughs> okay. All right. So the, here's the most like famous story maybe okay. in the Bible. Well, besides Jesus turning water into wine. That's probably the most famous. That's not what I'm reading. Okay. 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 Are you guys? Are we okay on time for it? Yeah. Go, girl. I'll go. go quickly. So Jesus told this story about a boy who ran away. Once upon a time, there was a boy and his dad. Now one day, the boy gets to thinking, maybe if I didn't have my dad around telling me what was good for me all the time, I'd be happier. He's spoiling my fun. Does my dad really want me to be happy? Does my dad really love me? And the son never thought of that before. But suddenly, he doesn't know anymore. So the son goes to his father and says, Dad, I'm better off without you. I can look after myself. Just give me my share of your money. His father's sad, but he won't force his boy to stay. So he gives his son what he wants. The son takes the money and goes to a long, long journey to a far-off country. And everything is wonderful and perfect for a while. He can go wherever he wants, do whatever he wants, be whatever he wants. He's the boss. He's free. Sometimes he gets a strange, hungry, homesick feeling inside his heart, but then he just eats more, drinks more, buys more clothes, or goes to more parties, parties <laughs> until it goes away. But soon his money runs out, and so do his friends. He ends up getting the only job he can find, feeding pigs. One day, he's so hungry and so desperate, he even tries some piggy food. What am I doing, he says suddenly, as if he has woken from a nightmare. He spits, bleh, all bleh, it out of his mouth. My father is rich and here I am in a pigsty eating piggy food. He wipes his mouth and dusts himself off. I'm going home. And he starts for home, though he begins to worry. Dad won't love me anymore. I've been too bad. He won't want me for his son anymore. So he practices his I'm sorry speech. And all this time, what he doesn't know is that day after day, his dad's been standing on the porch, straining his eyes, looking into the distance, waiting for his son to come home. He just can't stop loving him. He longs for the sound of his boy's voice. He can't be happy until he gets him back. His son is still a long way off, but the dad sees him coming. What will the dad do? Fold his arms and frown, shout, that'll teach you, and just you wait, young man. Nope, that's not how this story goes. The dad leaps off the porch, races down the hill, through the gap in the hedge, up the road. Before his son can even begin his I'm sorry speech, his dad runs to him, throws his arm, arms around him, and can't stop kissing him. Let's have a party, his dad shouts. My boy is home. He ran away. I lost him, but now I have him back. Jesus told them, God is like the dad who couldn't stop loving his boy. And people are like the son who said, does my dad really want me to be happy? Jesus told people this story to show them what God is like and to show people what they are like so they could know however far they ran, however well they hid, however lost they were, 
it wouldn't matter because God's children could never run too far or be too lost for God to find them. Mm. Another of these beautiful stories. Of course, these are written for children, and likely our oh. children are not listening to this podcast. But friends, <laughs> these stories speak to me so well because, yes. honestly, I'm no, like, theologian, and I'm not really great at speaking or reading $5 words. So to me, that speaks to my heart so much more eloquently even than something more fancy and some words I got to figure out or look up in the Greek to see what they really meant. Um, And ultimately that's a story, one of the many, many, many that Jesus told to tell us something else, a story that reveals a spiritual truth, which is you're never lost. Right. And it, and it, Proceeds comes after. <laughs> Proceeds precedes. It comes after a couple of other stories that are something lost, right? And that's the comparison that Jesus is making. He's telling people like, uh, "You have a hundred bucks in your pocket. You lose one. You're not just all. Eh, it's just one. You go get the other one. You know, right. you look around for right. it." Um. Okay, you got ten whatevers. You got three kids, Jackie. I mean, if you lose one, eh, you got two more, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's why I love the message version of the Bible, too, mm, yeah. because it's really, Agreed. not only is it more common language, but it's told in more of a story um, way, and that speaks to me. It's easier for me to understand. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Um, so I want to ask you if you were hearing that story, and if you didn't come up with something, that's okay, too. Okay. Um, but can you think of a story in your life or a movie or something recently that Okay, here was a story I heard, and I'm just going to pull out. There's a spiritual truth behind there. Um, so I, the thing that came to mind, I don't know that this is a – I think it is ultimately a spiritual truth, especially if we say that all truth is God's all truth, truth. Yep. is um, just a situation recently. One of my children was um, involved in something but hanging back and not engaging in the particular activity, and um, we had a conversation about – when you're vulnerable, that's when you're able to experience something in, in, in its fullness. And mm-hmm. so um, when that particular child, I'm being very vague, but when yeah. that particular child finally was able to be vulnerable enough to participate in that activity and see how glorious it was and how much joy it brought that child and how um, how much fun it was, even just that, mm-hmm. there was, that truth became so clear. And so mm-hmm. that reality that being vulnerable allows you to experience growth and joy, I think was really clear in that moment. Yeah. That's pretty general, but. That's okay. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So ultimately, the stories that we are living every day are part of God's story is kind of what I want everybody to just go out with. I like it. Um, And I want you to be thinking today, my via con Dios for you is that, you know, it's really about your heart. I think that's ultimately what God is doing. He's trying to woo you and show prove not prove I guess but to show you to open your eyes to how much you're loved and um so when you experience something today just anything if you look back on your day and you had a moment that was trying or exciting or dinky or whatever (laughs) right I want you to say okay here's my boring life story or whatever and instead of looking at that way say what in that story like, what does that have to do with me relating to God? Mm. So whatever it was today, 
for um, me, like I forgot something at home that I had to run and get. I was already at work and I was going to come straight here to meet with Jackie to record this podcast. And so it's kind of funny that I'm reading this like lost thing. Yeah, well, that it's is not funny. that I can, I could have, could not go on without it. Right. Right. And honestly, for me, it's um, the story that I'm living in my work on the daily is that, uh, like I joked with Jackie just now, you have three kids. What does it matter? The one other one. And I think that that's kind of like in my work, we're going after the one other one. Mm. That's what we do so all good. day, every day. And it's so big good. and it's huge. Yeah. And it's, but that's what it has to do with me. So as I'm doing like paperwork today, or I had to go run and get the thing, these little things matter because ultimately it goes towards my mission, yeah. which is to show teenagers particularly that they're loved. Yeah. So all my checked boxes or my unchecked boxes that I need to do still. So friends, uh, whatever your story is today in a frustrating moment or a joyful moment, I want you to look at it and be like, how does, how does that, how does God fit me into his story in this moment? How does it fit? Good stuff. All right, friends. Thanks for listening in. I hope you enjoyed those uh, stories from the big God story. Yeah. You guys, we really want to connect with you. Would you please reach out to us and tell us what you think? Tell us what you hear that you love. Tell us what you hear that you have questions about. Tell us what you hear that you hate. Whatever it is, we just want to hear from you. Yeah, you can tell us on all of our social media. Post a picture or something on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We are on Twitter, The Jackie and Stacy Show. And you can also go to our website. We have the JackieAndStacyShow.com. I know it's shocking. Or JackieAndStacy.com. And Stacy's so good at always reminding you, my name ends with an I-E. Jackie yeah. with an I-E. And Stacy's with a E-Y. E-Y. That's how you can tell us apart. Just kidding. Or you could look at us. <laughs> Details. Uh, make sure you use our hashtag, too, the Jackie and Stacy Show. Use Via Con Dios. Or the topic. That's right. Absolutely. So email us, come to our website, go to social media. We want to connect with you. Absolutely. And we want to see what you're doing out there in the world. Vaya con Dios.